You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. If you are looking forward to the 2021 NBA Draft, you are listening to the perfect podcast. On Locked on Kings, the next two days, part one and part two of my conversation with Kyle Boone from CBS Sports, one of their great draft analysts over there. We're going to run through a list of prospects that could be available for the Kings at nine, whether or not they are good fits and help the Kings accomplish their goal of making the playoffs next season. Plus, we'll even go back and talk about last year's draft, Tyrese Halliburton falling to the Kings at 12 and the effect of that. And finally, on tomorrow's podcast, we will talk about the trade value of the number nine pick and whether or not the Kings should look to shop the pick or just stay put and select a player on draft night. The next two days are going to be draft packed right here on the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento Sports Radio host for the last six years, nearly seven now, and this is going to be season number eight for me covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. Every single summer around draft time, I look forward to talking to this man, Kyle Boone from CBS Sports, one of the best draft analysts out there. He and Gary Parrish do a phenomenal job for the NBA draft and the draft hype and build up and mock drafts every single year, plus their draft recaps. Kyle, just one of my favorite guys to talk to, and you'll hear why if you've never heard him before. If you listened to his conversation with me last year, I'm guessing you're excited to listen to today's and tomorrow's podcast. The plan was for us only to go about 15, 20 minutes. But the conversation was so good and there's so many prospects to talk about that we decided to make it a two-part conversation. We recorded for like 40 minutes or something like that. Kyle was so generous with his time. So much stuff for you to listen to. You might want to get a notepad out and take some notes too for prospects. And of course... Kyle and I want to hear your thoughts on our analysis of these prospects, which ones you'd like for the Kings, which ones you don't like for the Kings. You can send those to me at Matt George Radio on Twitter. You can also send them to Kyle at Kyle underscore Boone, B-O-O-N-E on Twitter. And if you're not on social media, please email me, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. But for now, please enjoy part one of my conversation with CBS Sports' Kyle Boone. Of course, we all here in Sacramento would much rather not care about the NBA draft and the draft lottery as much as we do every single year, but there is a wounded excitement to the draft that Kings fans always look forward to this year. We know the Sacramento Kings have the ninth overall pick. We don't know whether or not they're going to actually make a selection or if they're going to trade this pick, but based off of lots of conversations that I've had over the last few weeks, it does sound like there is going to be some talent available in that range that could come in and help Sacramento achieve their ultimate goal, which is making the playoffs next season. They're looking for someone who can come in and make an immediate impact while also fitting with the uh, the core of 
De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton going forward. And here to help me figure out more about this draft is one of my favorite draft experts to talk to every single year, Kyle Boone from CBS Sports. He and Gary Parrish do some of the best mock drafts every single year. Uh, There aren't too many times where Kyle Boone, especially when it comes to looking at Sacramento Kings drafts, when he gets things wrong. Kyle, welcome back to Locked on Kings, my friend. It's so good to talk to you. I love this time of year to be able to talk to you, but like I said, caring about the draft this much every single year is maybe not good for your health. Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous because you're talking about trying to find a player that can help lead the Kings to the playoffs. And, you know, you, they drafted Tyrese Halliburton last year and and still didn't quite get there. Um, I don't know. I'm just nervous. You know, like there's a lot of expectations around the Kings and every year it seems like uh, those expectations fall flat. So we'll, we'll do our best here to try and get uh, some insight on the Kings and hopefully, you know, they've, they've got some, some nice draft capital in this draft and um, there, there's a chance that they can get a really quality player at number nine if they stay there. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, chatting some, uh, some prospects with you. Let me change the wording a little bit so it makes, I think, what the Sacramento Kings' intentions in this draft a little more clear. Of course, this is my assumption based off of what little information I know about Monty McNair's draft process. Yeah. I think the Kings are going to be looking to draft a player if they decide to stay at nine, looking to draft a player who might have a lower ceiling than other prospects out there, but a higher floor. Someone who could come in and just make an immediate impact, whether it's off the bench, maybe eventually working their way into the starting lineup. Someone who is more NBA ready or can make more of an impact right away versus a longer term developmental project, which you and I both know the Kings have had struggles with over this 15-year drought. So I think that's what, in my mind, the Sacramento Kings would be looking for in this draft. But before we jump into this 2021 draft, Kyle, I actually want to go back to 2020 really quick because I had you on around this time last year or, or whenever the draft was last year with all the weird covid year that we went through and we talked about a lot of prospects we spent a lot of time talking about devin vassell who i thought could have been a a great pick for the sacramento kings at 12 neither of us i think expected tyrese halliburton to be around at 12 we didn't talk about him at all so it's easy to now look back and and give hindsight and everything and, and say wow the kings made a great pick tyrese finishing in the top three of rookie of the year voting but how significant was it to you on draft night that halliburton fell all the way to the kings at 12 it was massive and it's not one of those things where okay we watched his rookie season and we just immediately thought okay you know what this guy probably shouldn't have gone number 12 overall it was one of those things in the moment it felt silly because in the moment Tyrese Halliburton should have clearly been a top 10 pick and probably even now even in hindsight probably a top five pick Um, I said this on November 19th on CBS Sports HQ, I said that of all the players in the draft, I thought that Tyrese Halliburton was the best value pick in the entire draft. And I look pretty smart right now, but it wasn't like, I'm not some soothsayer. I mean, just people were probably down on him because, okay, the shot looks a little funky, right? He's a little bit thin. Um, he, he wasn't, you know, a guy in college who was always the alpha, um, he was a great role player early on in his career, and he developed into a guy who was who was the number one option for Iowa State. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a roundabout way to say that you know th- this was a great draft pick by the Kings um, to to 
get any value at all at number 12 overall in any draft, I think is fantastic. But to get value in last year's draft uh, with a player like Halliburton, who clearly I think, you know, you're talking about earlier about, you know, uh, the, the, the core of the Kings franchise moving forward. I think you have to include Hallie in that mix. Um, that is a massive win for the Kings franchise. And now you're talking about um, how you can kind of build on that moving forward. It's crazy to think how many teams that were ahead of the Kings in last year's draft, how many of them could use a player like Halliburton. And and yeah. it's even crazier to think about like the Phoenix Suns are, are one win away from making the NBA Finals. They could have selected, and many believe they were going to select Tyrese Halliburton uh, in the draft before Sacramento last year. So just just weird how things can shake out. It's nice for the Kings to be on the right side uh, of a draft victory for once, but I spent a lot of time talking to Tyrese this year, at least over Zoom calls, and asked him a lot about the perception of last year's draft and how overall it was labeled a weaker draft compared to Mm -hmm. most years. And this upcoming draft, at least at the top, is considered a stronger draft. And I asked Tyrese if if he used that as motivation, and and he said he did. He said a lot of his his classmates in that draft class uh, felt the same way. So looking back after one year, I know it usually takes three to four years to really really judge a, a draft class overall. Did this class this season exceed expectations, not quite meet them about where you expected? You know what? There was, there was definitely some players who exceeded expectations. I was pretty down on Anthony Edwards. Um, he was a guy who was outside my top five on our, on our big board. And um, I don't know necessarily that he was definitely the number one pick, even in hindsight, I probably would still take LaMelo ball who mm-hmm. was number one on our board, but um, what he showed at the end of the season, I think was really impressive. And I think he really kind of solidified himself as a guy who exceeded expectations. Lamelo ball, I think was, uh, in the mix as well, obviously one rookie of the year and was, was absolutely fantastic. Um, but there were some, some players that we just flat out missed on, um, in, in last year's draft too. So it was a little bit of hit or miss. Um, I was pretty high on Obi Toppin and yet to be seen kind of what he's going to be as an NBA player, but, uh, you know, I think right now was probably not worthy of a top 10 pick. Uh, Killian Hayes was drafted number seven overall. I was really high on him, had him in the top five. I still think he can be good, but he was a little bit injured uh, as a rookie and and showed some great flashes, but we just need to see more. Overall, I I still think that draft class is going to end up being pretty good, Um, especially when you're talking about LaMelo at number three, Anthony Edwards at number one, Hallie at number 12 is, is just, I'm like cackling at it now. And even we've seen some flashes from Onyeko Kongu, who mm-hmm. was the number six pick in last year's draft. So um, I'll reserve judgment uh, a few years, I guess, before we can really decide how good this draft was, but um, on its face right now, like last year's draft was, was pretty solid. We're talking about, you know, four or five guys who, who really played up to their expectations in the top 10. That's pretty good. Um, just kind of snap judgment after the season. It is time for the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week, and we're going back to statistically one of the greatest Sacramento Kings of all time. There were ups and there were certainly downs when he was here in Sacramento, but DeMarcus Cousins is your Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. DeMarcus had a great game last night, allowing the Los Angeles Clippers to win Game 5 and survive another day in the NBA Western Conference Finals. But DeMarcus Cousins, back in the day for the Sacramento Kings, and by back in the day I mean just a handful of years ago, was an absolute force to be reckoned with. 
You talk about his 2016-2017 season where he averaged 27 points and nearly 11 rebounds a game, not to mention five assists just the year before, 2016-2017, averaging 27 points per game. The year before that, 2015-2016, averaging 26.9 points per game. Both of those seasons averaging more than 11 rebounds a contest as well. 2014-2015 averaging 24 points and 12.7 rebounds a game. DeMarcus Cousins, we know he played angry. He struggled with technical fouls and certainly had his fair share of controversy in his time in Sacramento. But in his time and his prime, DeMarcus Cousins was as dominant a force as they come. And even though he and the Kings never really won together, he provided us with a ton of great moments A ton of fun performances. He was easy to root for and rally behind. Really, he gave many Kings fans joy, happiness, and enjoyment. Like Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. DeMarcus Cousins is your Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. All right, let's talk about this upcoming 2021 draft that you're throwing way too many hours and way too many brain cells <laughs> in. Uh, coming into this, I guess, offseason, we heard, hey, it, it's very top-heavy, top-five mm-hmm. draft. Now I'm hearing this could be a very top-six-heavy draft with Scotty Barnes working his way into the mix. Are you in agreement with that, or is it still, in your mind, a top-five draft? I think that's probably right. It, it's one of those things. It's so weird. Okay, so there there is clearly a top four in this draft now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say a month ago there was clearly a top five, um, and Jonathan Jonathan Kaminga was always the number five in that mix. Now I think there's there's clearly some separation between number one, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and Jalen Green. Those are the top four in this draft. I would be absolutely shocked if those are not the top four picks in this year's draft, at least in some order, um, possibly in that order too. There's a, there's a number five in this draft. And I think it would have been Jonathan Kaminga, but now it's looking like, okay, that actually could be Scotty Barnes, the freshman from Florida state who's six foot nine um, has, you know, size of a power forward, but plays like a point guard, uh, strong, powerful. Everyone raves about his character. He's a guy who I think has worked his way into the mix to be that number five pick. And then there's Kaminga as well, who could still be the number five pick in this draft, but I don't think it's a sure thing now. Um, there's some questions about how he finished the G League season last year with the Ignite. And um, but still six foot eight, you know, 200 pounds, plays the small forward position, you know, a position that everyone really wants and has has a super high ceiling. Now not sure about the floor. I I don't, there may not be a floor who knows if, you know, if things don't work out for him, he could be a complete bust, but I think there's a, there's a level of confidence with him still that um, I think could warrant him being a top five pick. So uh, to to answer your question, I think there's clearly a top four and then there's two guys Kaminga and, and Barnes who are vying, I think to be kind of included in that mix as well. Yeah, we might not know with the top six what the order is going to be, but I think it's pretty mm-hmm. safe to assume that once we get to pick seven, that's really where the draft is going to begin and, and start to get the, uh, or become the chaos that I think we all enjoy on draft yep. night. Kyle, uh, I'm looking at your most recent mock draft that you have on, on CBSSports.com, and I love this mock because it features 
a guy that I wanted to talk to you a lot about. He is, as of right now, even before I, I looked at your mock, he uh, was my favorite for the Sacramento Kings to go out and get if they decide to draft a player at number nine, and that's Franz Wagner uh, out of Michigan. Just a, a, from what I understand, a very well-rounded player, someone who can hold their own on the defensive end. Uh, the yep. shot is questionable at times, but I've heard a lot of, like, this is a plug-and-play type player. He can plug into different situations yeah. and be effective, which sounds like music to my ears from a Sacramento Kings perspective. Can you tell me a little bit about Franz Wagner, why you think he could be a great fit uh, for the Kings at nine? Was that a pick based off of fit for the Kings, or is that I think he's the ninth best player in this draft type thing? He, that was a pick based off um, fit. I thought that he would make a good fit in Sacramento, but I think he's probably, you know, in talking with NBA teams and and kind of talent evaluators, I think that it's pretty clear he's a, he's a lottery pick. Um, once you get to seven to like 25 in this draft, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you just kind of mixed up the order. I, right. I think, um, you know, there, there's not a lot of separation between some of these players, but uh, Wagner makes a lot of sense. Um, this is a guy who turned pro in 2017, uh, played for Alba Berlin um, in two, in, until 2019, um, and has already played two seasons in college, and he's still only 19 years old. So he's he's got some pro experience already under his belt. He was a pro at Michigan, um, just, just a really good, really quality um, kind of combo forward who can play both ends of the floor. Look, he's, he's six foot nine, six foot 10, um, plays, plays a really important position. He's an elite defensive player. Just the, the defensive instincts that he showed at, at Michigan uh, really pop at you. It, just a difference making a defensive player who I think can guard multiple positions, um, can make plays as a defensive player, not just be a good defensive player. And um, we saw that at times in Michigan where, he would jump passing lanes left and right. And next thing you know, he's, he's, you know, scoring on the other end and, and just the, the ability to make plays as a defensive player, I think really separates him from some of the other play, players in this draft um, shot 34.3% from three last season. So good, maybe not great. It's definitely improved from his freshman season, but overall um, just kind of the, the two way player that he is, I think he's a guy who could come in and play right away for almost any, any NBA team, it's just kind of like the three and D type player who, you know, is going to make an impact on both ends of the floor. We all know how desperate the Sacramento Kings are to fix their defense. And, and this yeah. is one of those weird drafts. And I've talked about this with a couple other of our uh, draft experts here on the locked on podcast network, but this is a weird year where it feels like the Sacramento Kings aren't looking for a star addition to their core in this draft. If they get it great, but they're looking for, like I said, a, a contributor who can help plug some of the massive holes that they have. Uh, yep. Franz Wagner, at least it seems like, checks some of those boxes. He also brought up his passing ability, too, which I was – that jumped off the page to me in just watching film and highlight packages of his. Of course, the defense stands out, the question marks about his shot, but the, the passing ability and playmaking ability I think is very interesting. But let me ask you – in your mind, looking at Wagner, do you think he, you said he can play multiple positions and guard multiple positions, which the Kings mm-hmm. love with how versatile they like their lineups. But in terms of fit, Wagner more of a four for the most part at the NBA level, a three. And, and how do you see that fitting potentially with a, a team that has a, a lineup featuring a guy like Harrison Barnes, who's also in that three, four hybrid range? 
Yeah, I'd say he's a three. Um, I think he's more of a three. I just did just a jumbo type of wing. I mean, you're talking about six foot nine, six foot ten. So you think, okay, he can play power forward, but he's not really physical. Um, he he plays physical, but I mean, like he's he he doesn't have the body type to really bang with other bigs. So I would say he's more of a true three. Um, and I think that probably works, right? I mean, the Kings. Mm-hmm. I think probably need some depth along the wing. And in fact, if I'm the Kings, I'm probably targeting a wing uh, if I stay and, and keep this number nine pick. So again, going back to the fit thing, that's why it makes so much sense to me. Um, you want to go with a wing in this range and going to kind of the mentality of, okay, you want to get someone who maybe doesn't have a super high ceiling, but has a high floor and can help right away. Um, using that kind of criteria, I think, by process of elimination, if Wagner is still there at number nine, uh, to me, he's kind of the no brainer pick that, uh, that the Kings would take there. Today's episode of locked on Kings is brought to you by BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action with baseball season in full swing. The NBA playoffs going on right now. You can track all the action at BetOnline. get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL, golf, all your UFC, MMA action, BetOnline has it all. Before tip-off, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information, not to mention the fun prop bets that you can find on there as well, and future bets too. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prepare for the NBA Finals. Head to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes like Fiat and Kia and models, Pacifica, XT5, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And why wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brands that his warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com offers all the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. I know nothing about cars. Absolutely nothing about cars. But when I know what part I need, I go to rockauto.com. It's in my basket and on its way to my house within hours. It's amazing. Plus, it saves me a ton of money. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com it's difficult to predict whether or not a rookie will, will get starter minutes or, or bench minutes or where they will fit in the rotation right away. Just It's different with every team, with every philosophy. But you look at uh, if he is more of a natural three in your mind and the ability to play Harrison Barnes at the four, which I think the Kings want to do more of. They believe that's more of his natural position in the modern NBA. The Kings don't mind playing small in that sense. There yep. is the possibility then for Franz Wagner to quickly work his way into the uh, starting lineup conversation with his ability to play the three, assuming, of course, the Kings get rid of this 
crazy, dumb idea of trying to make Fox Halliburton and, and Buddy Heald work together uh, in the yeah. starting lineup. But that's a that's a different conversation for a different time. Uh, in addition to Franz Wagner, the other player that I've been looking a lot at, and he's high in some mocks, as low as 14, 15 in other mocks. Uh, I'm pulling up your mock right now, or your most recent one, to see where you have him at. Okay, you have him pick 10, which is appropriate. Moses Moody is Mm -hmm. another prospect that has a lot of interest here in Sacramento. Definitely more refined on the offensive side, at least from what I understand, more of a shooter, but also I have heard uh, considered an elite defender uh, coming into the league. Another player, a two-way player that can space the floor and uh, attack on the defensive side of the ball that the Kings could be looking for. More of a shooting guard, though, from what I understand at at 6'6". What is it yep. about Moses Moody that has him at number 10 is not as good of a fit in your mind as Franz Wagner? And then I guess your fit in general for Moses Moody in Sacramento. Yeah, I love I love the potential fit there with with Moody and, and the Kings. Um, six foot six kind of shooting guard slash wing. I think he can play either position. I think he's got good enough size. He can play the two or the three. Um, was the number one option as a freshman last season at Arkansas. And you know, despite that, it was pretty efficient. I, I think pretty stunningly efficient too. Shot nearly 36% from the three-point line. Um, was able to show off not only just, you know, some catch and shoot stuff that I think is really important because I think obviously he's going to be kind of like the three and D type of wing uh, in the NBA, but kind of showed some stuff off the dribble too. Uh, Synergy, uh, Synergy Sports had him in the 90th percentile last season um, when he was running the pick and roll as the lead ball handler. So, um, as a creator, he showed some stuff that I thought people probably just assume that he doesn't have in his bag. He's got some stuff in his bag that I think allows him to be more of a creator in time. And and we'll see kind of how that uh, blossoms over the course of his career. I think right now, you know, projecting ahead early in his career, he's going to be a guy who's who's going to be type of, you know, he's going to be able to defend and probably shoot threes, kind of the spot up shooter. Um, and so that, that would make a lot of sense for the Kings. Obviously you've got Hallie and you've got De'Aaron Fox who are, you know, your two kind of primary creators. You don't really need, uh, you know, Franz Wagner or Moses Moody to come in and be your, your, one of your initiators. They can, you know, sit in the corner and wait for, you know, open passes to try and knock down shots. So, uh, Moody's a really interesting to one, um, for me to watch. I, I think he's got a pretty high floor just mm-hmm. because, you know, he has an NBA role. He's got a huge body, um, can shoot three, can, can play defense, but how, how big of a ceiling he has, I think kind of depends on how well he develops his game, um, off the dribble and, and as a creator. Um, and I think that probably goes, you know, it depends on what fit he gets to, because if he goes to the Kings, he's probably not going to be asked to create a lot, but if he goes to, you know, the Spurs or uh, the Thunder or somewhere where they need him to create, uh, there's a chance that he develops there as well. But overall, I really like uh, Moody as a potential fit at number nine for the Kings. And, um, you know, I, I think there's a chance that he goes, you know, somewhere in this like 10 to 20 range in this draft. There's a there's, there's a lot of moving pieces right now, but uh, yeah, I think uh, in that range is probably where I would project Moody in this draft. I should have done some research to, to confirm this ahead of time, but was it Moses Moody who who blew people away with his measured wingspan at the uh, at the combine, or was am I mistaking him for somebody else? Yeah, Moody had a had a huge wingspan. Um, Keon Johnson had a huge wingspan. Um, there were a number of guys who had 
stunning uh, plus wingspans at the at the combine. Yeah, Moody was Moody was definitely one of them. Um, I'd have to look up what his like plus inches wingspan was, and we're getting into like super nerdy draft right, talk, right, right. which I'm sure people absolutely love. Right. Actually, probably people probably actually do love this, but um, but yeah, he was he's definitely long and um the the wingspan i think definitely pops it's something that i think is going to be tra- be able to translate to the nba because of his defense well that wingspan is important to be a, a, yeah. a good defender especially on the wing which is really what the sacramento kings are, are looking for but last question that i have for it's kind of a combo question for moody compared to wagner am i right in assuming even if it's ever so slightly that moody is a little more of a project than wagner is or are they pretty even in terms of like you said high floor and and can come in and be that immediate impact that the kings are looking for that they don't have to i mean every single rookie has to acclimate themselves to the nba game and it's not just going to translate super easy they're not going to be at their peak from day 1 but is moody probably a guy that's going to take a little bit longer to bring along compared to wagner or are they pretty even in your mind I would say they're, I feel like they're fairly even to be honest. Um, You know, in terms of guys who I think can come in and play right away, um, Moody and Wagner, I'd say are probably on that same level. Um, And and in the same vein too, guys who I think, you know, maybe don't have the highest ceiling, but certainly I think have a, have an immediate NBA role. Um, Confidence wise, I feel like Wagner is the guy who steps in and just like, okay, wow, this guy's an NBA starter. Um, that would like if, if the Kings drafted him at number nine, um, wouldn't surprise me at all. If, okay, wow, this guy's starting from day one as the starting three guard, uh, for the Sacramento Kings, uh, Moody, I think can be an NBA starter. I'm not entirely sure that he's an NBA starter from day one. Um, but certainly I think just the, the size, uh, the scoring, the defense, um, it should allow him to play NBA minutes and probably meaningful minutes pretty early in his career. Do not worry, there's still so many prospects that Kyle and I have to talk about, not to mention the possibility of the Kings trading the number nine pick and what Kyle thinks that pick's value is in the trade market. That's all on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Kings, part two of our conversation. I hope you will check that out. But it's good to hear how high Kyle Boone is on both Franz Wagner and Moses Moody. It's no surprise to me that so many experts think that Wagner can be both the great fit pick the Kings are looking for and the right talent pick at number nine. If you haven't shared your thoughts with me on Franz Wagner or Moses Moody or any of these prospects in the draft that you would like to see the Kings draft or stay away from, Please do so at Matt George Radio on Twitter. You can also email me, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. And if you have questions or comments to send to Kyle, again, he's on Twitter at Kyle underscore Boone. I hope you'll join me for part two of Kyle and my conversation tomorrow. So much great stuff still to come. If you could leave a review of this Locked on Kings podcast, if you haven't already, that would be fantastic. Best place to do that is on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Hit five stars. Leave a little blurb about what you like about the podcast, why you would encourage other Kings fans or just NBA fans in general to tune in and listen. And of course, stay safe, stay healthy, get through all this summer heat, especially if you're in Sacramento. The heat waves just don't stop around here. And I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.